It's Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen, your new day for the Kraken Knights show. The only podcast on the planet dedicated to the two youngest teams in the NHL. That, of course, is the Vegas Golden Knights and the Seattle Kraken. Uh, as always, you have myself, Ian, and my co-host, JP. Um, a bit of a shortened week for us both this week, thanks to the uh, All-Star Game hosted in... Viva Las Vegas! Yep, I had to do it. And, uh, <laughs> and given that the All-Star Game was in Vegas, expect that to be played a lot. Um, the the All-Star Game came to town, JP. Uh, are you a fan, is the, is the question I have for you. Yeah, I, I mean, I... I don't know. I have mixed feelings on the whole all-star thing. I, um, it was cool that it was in Vegas. It's cool that it, uh, br- you know, brings an eye to the city as a sports city. It was kind of Vegas's chance to you know, sort of be on the, on the national and world stage. Um, that part of it's mm-hmm. great, but yeah, I always, I always find all-star weekends to be a little bit anticlimactic. Like I, I always get kind of excited about them and I'm, and I'm sort of planned to watch everything. In fact, with it being in Vegas, you would think I would have been there going to all the activities and stuff, but I actually didn't go to anything. I watched everything, mm-hmm. but, um, there's always something about it. That's just a little bit of a letdown for me. And I can't put my finger <laughs> on what that is. I uh, guess it's yeah. because it's, I want to get your thoughts on it, but it always feels like exactly what it is, which is just more of a publicity <laughs> grab and like, yeah. uh, hey, we're going to get the who's who of hockey together. And, and Snoop I know Dogg, that, yeah. Yeah, those things have a, have a role to play. But then like yeah. at the end of the day, like skills competition is it's fun, but some of it's not to, not to be taken that seriously. And right, like it's not, I noticed this year, the skills competition especially was several of the events aren't even that they're not even designed to be all that fair. Right. Yeah. It's cause all fair is not serious. the point. Yeah. They're not yeah. that serious. It's just like, there were a couple times where events happen. It's like, Oh, well, wait a second. That gave that guy a seriously, um, weighted advantage over the other guy just because of some quirky thing that happened, but nobody cares. Right. Like, it's just like, no, 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 it's just for fun, you know? So, yeah. um, I don't know. I'm not saying they shouldn't do it, but for some reason there's always a little something about all-star weekend. That's just a little disappointing to me and I can't put my finger on what that is, but, uh, I'd be curious to get your thoughts. How, what, how are your, like, how do you feel about the whole all-star <laughs> thing? Um, well, like, so I, I'm not a fan. Okay. I, I thought I'll put that, I'll put that out quickly here so people go oh the, the moody gittians started the podcast like right at the beginning this week yeah, no, no, no. yeah i'm here i want to hear though i want to hear why because maybe you can put it into words you know why i why i why i don't like it you know yeah exactly we were talking last episode about cultures between the united states and the culture in the united kingdom and the differences between the two countries and the way that we are and i guess all star is one of those things where it is massively different. We don't have anything similar in the UK. We don't have it for sports like, you know, soccer or football doesn't have an all-star weekend. So it's not a concept I'm particularly like au fait with. But what I would say is like, I don't hate it. So I don't like it and, I, and I, it doesn't do anything for me. But I'm not one of those people that like hates it because for me, I think it's more for the kids. Right. Oh, actually, I think there's two things to it. One is for the kids, 
because you know if you're young and you're a hockey fan and you get to watch all your favorite players on one team you know you don't realize that not all of them are hung over as hell and couldn't give a crap whether they win the game or not like you don't understand that as a kid you're just there and you're you know you're seeing a Vetchkin pass to Crosby and you're like wow that's amazing um but as an adult I'm kind of I just don't I don't see the need for it but I guess the marketing side would explain that. I mean, the players obviously love it because they get smashed, right? Let's be completely honest. DeBoer said in his press conference he was hung over. Right? <laughs> he, like, he was very, he was very they, transparent about that, wasn't he? He was very honest, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, Alex DeBrinkett turned up like the guy out of the hangover and uh, Zach Galifianakis <laughs> to do the skills with, the, with like the fake baby on his chest and everything. Like, right. None of them are taking it seriously, no, no, which right. is fine. It's fine. Like it's okay to blow off some steam. The only bit that I that I would like to see the NHL do is change when it is, because whilst it is fun and all the rest of it, the reason why the players don't try that hard is because nobody wants to get injured or no. start weekend. Yeah, exactly. Right? Of course, because it's too yeah. close to playoffs, mm-hmm. and you know, and the reality is, it doesn't matter. That's it. It doesn't matter. Like, I, I don't know who won. All Star Weekend this week, and I don't really care. Like mm. I, I didn't watch, I didn't watch it. I didn't, um, you know. I, but it's fine. Like, and for those that did, that's fine too. I'm not, as I said, I'm not passionately against it. I just don't care. Mm. Um, but the like, so in the NFL, Pro Bowl was this weekend as well, which was in, also in uh, Dallas. <laughs> yeah, I, t- I told you, was, man, I'm going to use that as much as I can. It's a crazy until, weekend, yeah. Until exactly until Elvis Presley you know, comes to haunt me and tell me to stop it. At that point, then I'll leave it. But until then, <laughs> I will keep going. So, and uh, and there are probably some you know, Presley fans who are saying there's so much better songs you could use of his. I know there is, but they don't say Las they Vegas. They say Las Vegas, so, exactly. There you go. Um, but the NFL have their Pro Bowl, like, after the season's finished. So, mm. yes some of the players in the Pro Bowl are going to be in the Super Bowl in a week's time. So there is that kind of, mm, you know, how much are they, how much, but for all the other players, like they're done, their season's done. So it is, mm-hmm. it, you know, they are kind of trying a little bit. I mean, not properly, but better than NHL. Right. So I don't know if there's a way that the NHL can change when it is to maybe make it a little bit more mm-hmm. competitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, because because you're right. Especially this the three on three, the actual games, right? Mm. It, where the little tournament they have, it's clear that it's at at best. It, they, I mean, they're not even putting out the same level of effort that they do in like a hard practice, right? It's all about <laughs> not getting hurt, yeah. and you know. And I I get that, but you're right. Maybe that's why it's a little bit disappointing because it really does just look like it looks like a casual practice mm. for the most part. It's, it's, it's yeah, like a photo shoot, you know, yeah, and then, the, the game itself is generally not, not that exciting. And I understand that's no. not really necessarily the point, but you, you made a really good point there, Ian, that, that I hadn't really thought of. All-star games are uniquely American. That's a very American thing. You, you could feasibly say North American, you know, maybe like, obviously like it's a bit of a thing in Canada, but, um, but it's all-star games are, are a uniquely kind of American concept and it's not just, um, in pro leagues. I don't know how it is now, but when I was a kid in, in 
youth sports, we had all-star games. Like every, every league I played in as a kid <laughs> had an all-star game. Um, and I was a, you know, only a part of those maybe once or twice. Like a lot of times I didn't make the all-star team. I wasn't the greatest athlete, but I did make the all-star team a time or two. So it goes all the way down. So kids participate in all-star games. So it's a, uh, yeah, it is interesting though, right? You kind of want to say, is that all just based on a tradition that started? Cause what purpose does it serve for kids, right? Uh, other than just merit, I get like, Hey, you guys are better than these other guys. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I could just, I just imagine this like uh, a 21 year old going for his interview in his first ever job. And I'm saying, what credentials have you got for this job? And he sits there and he says, well, when I was 12, I, I was mean, an all-star. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean the all-star team, exactly. But yeah. I never really thought about that. But what, yeah, what point does an all-star game serve for, for kids other than, I mean, yeah, right. It's just, it's a, re, it's kind of an award, I guess, like for mm. merit. But, um, you know, just to say that you're one of the more skilled or, you know, your achievements this season are better than others. But um, anyway, I feel you there. There's something about the all-star game that's a little bit, all-star games are just a little bit tepid to me. They they feel like they're a little bit anti-sports kind of in that they they really are just more of an appearance. It's not really, to call it a game is, um, Stretching. is a bit of a stretch. Yeah, it's yeah. it's more of just a a popular, it's more of an event, right? Really, than anything uh, else. yeah, they have the celebrities and stuff. And, sure, sure. You know, I'm not, I'm not on the right person to comment on those sorts of things because I'm not a big fan. Uh, proper celebrities, I don't mind, but you know, like, there's never been in this household. There's been lots of arguments about sport, mainly between me and my wife over the years. But mm. there's never been an argument about watching any of those kind of celebrity programs on telly. So it's just, it's just sure. not my bag, which is why I said I yeah. don't. Yeah. I don't hate it because yeah. so I'm not I'm not like anti it. I think if they put it at a different weekend and they made the game a little bit more competitive, I probably would watch it. But other mm. than that, yeah. I'm not that bothered. Um, yeah. But what it oh and, and also the whole like vote the player in, like who's doing that? I so, like like yeah because like, every team gets a player right, so yeah. it's not which is a bit weird mm-hmm. um, because it's then it's not really all stars because to be honest. Like there's, I don't know who was the all-star from Arizona, but there's no way that he looked around the rest of his guys and goes, see, you're the reason we are where we are. It's not me, (laughs) but like, I I could be wrong. Maybe he did, but it's and and like, anyway, so, and I know they have to, you know, 32 teams, 32 all-stars, whatever. And then they have like this last man in thing. Yeah. And obviously people vote on it, but I just, I don't know whether whether people, maybe people do vote on it and I'm just being a Mm. miserable person but um well the i mean yeah. what will happen yeah. is the people for that team will vote right i mean i think marsh is so squeezed in at the last minute this year i don't know if he was the last man in or <laughs> but he was the la- a late announcement that he was going to be part of the all-star roster and so you know in that situation if there was a vote it's going to be just knights fans that are yeah, yeah, exactly. Because they want to see their guys, and they get right, that. I get that. Right, exactly. So, I mean, but you know, I think that comes back around to the point that we forget that really the the only purpose that All Star Games serve is marketing for the league, right? That's one hundred percent. It's one hundred. It's just a marketing. And I totally get that. Thing and and the NHL is thinking growth of the game, right? Like that's why they had Machine Gun Kelly perform at the second intermission, right? Like Machine Gun Kelly and hockey generally are not two things that I associate with each other, but they're trying to, <laughs> you know, connect with a different with a audience, audience, with, with yeah. a younger audience. And, and, uh, you know, you got 
a member of the Raiders. I don't know. You said you didn't watch it, but there was a scene, uh, there, there was a section where they, mm-hmm. well, and they interviewed, um, sorry, not the Raiders. I'm sorry. They interviewed um, a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. Ah. I feel stupid that I forgot his name. I'm just not a huge NFL guy. But, you know, he's he like mm-hmm. popped two cans of beer and sprayed beer all over his face, like at the end of the interview, like party mm-hmm. kind of thing, right? Like, yeah, spraying beer all over his face. So, you know. I saw it, that, yeah, it's funny. It, yeah, so, I mean, like... I think that's more what the whole thing's about, you know, just like connect with new people and say, Hey, hockey's fun. Hockey's cool. Like, and that's great. I get that, but I'm with you. I, I just, I can't get mm. into them that much for some reason. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, I have done in the past. I've had, you know, we've had like, you know, in, in back in the day, we'd maybe do a lad's day and we'd watch the all-star game, have a few beers or whatever, but sure. yeah. it just, yeah. I don't know. As I said, maybe I'm just getting miserable in my old age, but I just, <laughs> yeah, I just, right. I'm just of, not that bothered. A couple of bitter old but guys me, here. I was just like, oh, damn it. The Kraken have only got two games this week. And then I looked and I was like, oh, God damn you, all-star game. It's right. So, uh, right, but never right. mind. Um, there was, what I tell you what, though, what the all-star game always signifies for me, and this is no different this year, is that the second the all-star game is done, as hard as the people might party, and let's be honest, they were in the right place to uh, to party hard while they were there. And I, unfortunately, I don't have the uh, a sound clip of Andrew WK's party hard to drop in there, but <laughs> if, only, if only I had a plan ahead. Um, but it signifies the beginning of the end in terms of the regular season. So for me, like as much as people would have let their hair down, you know, had a laugh, if I was DeBoer, and the first practice those guys come back, I will be turning around to every member of the Vegas Golden Knights and saying, I hope you enjoyed that weekend because now it's game time. Because like, now business. it is. Yeah, this is this is the road to the playoffs now. Every game matters. Every game is a Stanley Cup playoff game from now until game 82. Mm-hmm. This is where you make the difference. And so, you know, it, it's uh, for, for me, as I said, that's what it always used to signify for me in the years gone by. And normally the trade deadline obviously is around it as well. And that is that we are fast approaching the, you know, the business end, as you say, of the, uh, of the regular season. Yeah. It's definitely starting to get real now. You can, you can feel Mm -hmm. that and you can feel we're close enough now that you can start to see kind of the playoff picture taking shape ever so slightly, right? Like 30, 40 games is a lot of games, but you can also tell who's not going to make it right we're far enough along that you're like okay these teams are almost certainly out of the mix and and then you can also see the teams that are playing well enough that you're like no way in hell they're gonna miss right and then now it's just about that race for jockey for position who's gonna get first second third and then of course the wild card race is always kind of fascinating because that changes right up until the last minute right teams will sometimes exactly. miss the playoffs that you just one point or whatever so that race is gonna shift but um yeah, it's definitely it's it's like you said it's game time for sure now, which is exciting. It's always an exciting part of the season. It is, it is, and it nicely segues us because we did have some games to talk about. So we're going to start with uh... <laughs> might as well might as well stick with Vegas. It allows me to use that clip just a few more times before we move to the Kraken, <laughs> and then it becomes weird if I still use the Vegas clip. <laughs> hey, I mean, that's the victory song so, here in Vegas. They play that uh, whenever the Knights have a win, so we, Knights fans so you hear respond it a lot. well to yeah. it. So. <laughs> it's good oh, luck. There you go. Good. Or good juju, as I like to say. 
Well, we know you like your juju. Right, so <laughs> the, <laughs> the Vegas Golden Knights had one game this uh, week. Yeah. Woo woo! So we've got so much to talk about. It's it's untrue. Um I mean you did win it, so there's there's there's, there's a good there's a good thing. Um I, I did see it as well. I, I actually it was one of those games where I'm luckily and it was against Buffalo for those that don't know, uh, and spoiler alert, uh you beat them uh, and you beat them you beat them consider like compared to how the first couple of periods ended, I was a little surprised the score was only five two. Um, because you were killing them, let's be honest. The first mm. period, mm-hmm. you know, Buffalo looked like they were still in Buffalo, um, yeah. you know, because they were just nowhere to be found. Um, but, you know, I'll obviously get your thoughts on the game, but it, you're, if you're only going to play one game all week, you might as well win it. Yeah, that's probably one of the first games this season where there was a very, very clear difference in quality, skill, caliber between the two teams. That was very obvious to me. I think Mm. for a a lot of the season when they were really, when the Knights were really injured and playing with a a short roster, you know, when they were at Mm -hmm. their worst, I think they had as many as eight, gosh, eight to 10 players out injured or with COVID. No matter who they faced, it looked like they always had to work for it. Yep. Even though they managed to win a lot, but they could face any team. It doesn't matter, you know, Arizona, Montreal, like any of the teams that kind of rank at the bottom of the league right now. They still look like they had to work for it, even if they got the win. This was the first time this season where I was like, oh, yeah, there, there's a clear difference between these two teams because Vegas is now finding its form and close yes. to fully healthy. And you pit a healthy Vegas against Buffalo and and <laughs> the... The, the thing that I noticed the most, I was just like, there's a lot of space out there. Like, they just have a lot of room to work. It just looks like Buffalo, the Buffalo players are not. And that's just a difference in quality between the two teams, I think. But, you know, you're accustomed yeah. to seeing defenses that kind of suffocate and just don't allow a lot of space. And the Knights were just passing the puck around, you know, easily without a ton of pressure. And, you know, in, in addition, you know, Buffalo's a, a, you know, kind of a younger team now, right? They're sort of, mm-hmm. they're, they're rebuilding a lot of young players. So, and they, you know, they had some good moments where they pushed back and Alex Tuck, you know, scored a goal. And it was kind of the return of Tuck and Krebs and Eakin, who all play for, you know, Cody Eakin, who all play for Buffalo now. So mm-hmm. it was nice, that little tribute video for them. And, um, but yeah, watching that game, it was, it was one of those easier nights as far as your nerves as a fan like there wasn't a lot of nail biting or nervousness watching that game like vegas was <laughs> no, a, no, there was not a couple cuts above buffalo which you would expect but like i said it it hasn't been that clear cut for most of the season because the team hasn't been healthy so this was the first time especially after that road trip it was like oh wow yeah yeah there's a yeah. big difference between Buffalo and the last four teams they played. So nice to kind of go into the break with a win, but a win that I, you never know, but a win that I expected. I was like, well, they should, barring something crazy, they should probably win this game. And they did. Yeah, it was, it was good. I mean, there was one positive I thought for, um, for Buffalo and I've been pretty impressed with him all season. Uh, and to be honest, he's a sort of player that I wouldn't mind if either the Knights or the Kraken picked him up. Um, and that's Tage Thompson. Mm. So he plays on, I think he plays in the top six 
for Buffalo. I'm not sure he's a top six forward. He's obviously playing one in Buffalo, but he's you know he's a big guy, but he's got nice hands, and he, he again he obviously scored a goal against uh, Vegas, and he he looked um, like he has done most of the season. So he looks you know looks the part. So I, I don't know if Vegas are going to do much at the deadline. I would guess not. Um, excuse me, but uh, I I do. He would be one that I would have on the radar. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to bolster your third line and right. knowing that Vegas like to play with skill, I could see him being a good fit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not, and probably not too, too expensive, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Vegas, I mean, a lot of teams love players like that, but Vegas is, has a knack for, I feel like they love to find players like that where it's like, oh, wow, great deal. Yeah. You know, team friendly and, um, you know, but that can really contribute to the team's depth and, I mean, you know, exactly. they just took a week, a week ago. It's funny, right after our last episode, something big always happens. You know, they re-signed McNabb. Remember, we were on the last episode, you're like, McNabb yeah. might be one of the ones to go. But I, I think they, you know, they probably don't want to let him go. And then right after that, McNabb signed a three-year deal, a three-year extension. But um, but yeah, Amadio also, uh, in, during mm-hmm. that same announcement, they extended him two years i think it was think, two but, years yeah i thought it was yeah. two years yeah but same so yeah same thing right team friendly deal he's not a really expensive player but he definitely hits kind of above his weight class so to speak and it sounds like um this uh, buffalo player is a you know similar kind of thing maybe a, a step above amadio but um but not a real expensive player by the sounds of it no and the um the McNabb thing just proves jp that we do know what we're talking about either yeah. that or or like uh it's uh, and the GM's name just gone out of my head. It's McCrimmon, doesn't it? Yeah, McCrimmon. Kelly yeah, McCrimmon. Kelly McCrimmon. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he obviously listens to the podcast. So uh, clearly, hello, Kelly, we're huge yeah. influencers here. Exactly. So, <laughs> so go get Tage Thompson. If 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 Tage Thompson appears at Vegas next week, I'm gonna that's gonna freak me out. Like right. Crying. They're yeah. They're, they're, they're listening. They're listening to exactly. Us. I listen to you know the Knights have their own podcast. It's hosted by the the press guys, right? Like the kind of the Knights. It's it's by the two it's by the play by play guy the you know the yeah. regional play by play guy Dave Gosher, and then the mm-hmm. color guy the regional one uh, hired by the Knights uh, Shane Knighty and then Gary Lawless who I've mentioned before who's mm-hmm. you know sort of the Knights re- one of the Knights reporters and then their mm-hmm. radio play by play guy Dan Duva so the four of them host a podcast and they don't release on a regular schedule anymore they used to now they just kind of release whenever there's like a significant. Yep, talking you know, point. Yeah, yeah, significant talking point, or or sort of to check in. And um, they did they put one out this week, and they had George McPhee, you know, former um, general manager, now the president of hockey operations of the Golden Knights. They had him on for a half hour interview, and it's pretty interesting. But one of the things that Gary Lawless said on that podcast that I thought was really interesting about Vegas is he said he says, you know, I, I still really don't know who these guys are this year. I don't know who Vegas is yet. That's a really good mm-hmm. point. And it, I, I haven't been able to put that into words as concisely as Lawless did. But there's some truth to that. We, we Vegas doesn't have a clear-cut identity this year. They've played a lot of different kinds of hockey. They've won a lot of different ways. I don't think we 100% know who this team is just yet because of the weird season. And even George McPhee said that in his interview. He was like, I've never seen anything like it. So it's not just us griping about what the team's gone through this year. He he said of all his seasons in hockey, he's never seen that much injury and sort of that much bad luck. So, um, yep. and to that point, interestingly, 
you know, we're, I'm in my little Vegas bubble here in terms of my perspective. A lot of the league isn't expecting anything from Vegas, apparently. I guess when they went out on this road trip to the East, they said on this podcast that a lot of their friends and the people they know out there were not talking about Vegas like they're a contender at all. Um, on the East Coast, wow. it's three hours later. They don't watch the Pacific games a lot of the time. And so in their mind, they're like, well, yeah, Vegas leading the Pacific, but the Pacific's a weak division. Nobody's really expecting anything from them, which I thought was really interesting because to my yeah. eye, Vegas looks like a, a contender. But um, anyway, McPhee thought that was cool. He was like, no, we'll be the underdogs. That's fine. <laughs> he's, he's happy about that. He doesn't want yeah. a bunch of expectations. So, but anyway, I thought it was interesting. And I think that's true. If somebody said, "What? how would you describe Vegas? What is their identity this year? That might be a hard question to answer. Yeah, I agree. I, I wouldn't say you're, I definitely wouldn't say you're underdogs though. I would agree with the, um, the lack of a, you know, like I said, knowing what the team is, but, mm-hmm. but Hey, look, the last time you were the underdogs, you went to the Stanley cup final. So, right. you know, <laughs> it's, yeah. you never know. And I think that might be why McPhee likes that idea. He doesn't, you know, <laughs> I bet just, he does. the idea that like yeah. the, the expectations perhaps are not as, not as grand, you know, but, uh, mm. but anyway, I thought that was a really interesting point. And I think that's probably true. I do think Vegas is still, figuring out what it's going to be. And then that leads me to kind of my last point, which is what happens when Eichel joins the lineup. And that's been a big talking point, but he's Mm. supposedly going to be cleared for contact here pretty quickly. Like we're talking anywhere from within the next few days to the next week um, or 10 days or something like that. Now it's exciting. I think some play, some fans get excited by that and think that like, he's going to be in the lineup in a couple of weeks I'm not sure that's what that means, you know, cleared for contact. Like he would need to have a, quite a few practices with contact, I would think, and his doctors would need to evaluate him. And um, that being said, um, the Vegas front office has been very standoffish and very sort of quiet about his possible return, which I think is strategic. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, we've heard people say, no, it's going to be a couple of months. We've heard people say it could be next week. And I think the front office is now at that stage where he's close enough that they're going to be very, they're going to keep that information very close to the hip about when he's going to come back because it's a strategic advantage. You know, they don't want other teams to know exactly when he's going to join the lineup. But Mm -hmm. what that also means is, is there could be you know, one of the, these mornings where we just wake up and all of a sudden it's like Smith being traded or what, like, you know, or whoever, like, so don't expect a lot of notice, I guess is what I'm saying. Like it's, it's just boom, it's going to happen one day. Cause <laughs> to put them in the lineup, they may have to make space. It just depends on who's hurt. Right. Like, Oh yeah. hundred percent. And, uh, like we can like, crack and show fans. We can tell you exactly when it's going to be. It's going to be Monday or Sunday after we've recorded yeah because that's what it always is <laughs> that's right? always <laughs> right that's always how it goes yeah. exactly they, they, they wait they literally wait for me to press stop yeah and they go right go 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 <laughs> and then they it. make so, some big yeah. move right after we've talked about it exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. now we look stupid <laughs> <laughs> well or we look stupider whichever way you look right exactly <laughs> we might already look that way but um yeah. but so yeah interesting interesting time for vegas and um i think the team will probably start to develop its identity for the season going forward. Now, I think that's, and yeah, Eichel. God, we still, you know, even the the press guys for the Knights don't don't know how Eichel's going to fit in. They don't know 
they didn't have any predictions either really on where he's going to fit in. So that's a bit of a mystery too. Like who's he going to play with? What lines he going to be on? You know, how are they going to jockey things around? So it's such a nice problem to have. It my is. Friend. It's a it, nice problem to have. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's going to be uh, the back half of the season here is going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> there you go. Hopefully lots of wins so that, uh, Elvis can be played over and over and over. <laughs> you going to do it one more in, time? No, I'm not going to do it. No, no, oh, okay, that's it okay, now. Yeah. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> Let's segue across because uh, I can never remember whereabouts Seattle is in, in reference to Vegas. So rather than pretending that I'm some sort of geography expert, <laughs> um, I will just say, let's go across because that could be any direction. All right, you there like. you go. Um, and Seattle played two games. So we played approximately, uh, well, not approximately, it is 100% more games than you did. Uh, and uh, <laughs> But we, we still only won one of them. But hey, look, it was two two good games. So the first one was against uh, the Bruins of Boston. Uh, and I felt like doing a Boston accent, but I'm not going to because uh, it's not very good because I'm British. Um, that was on the road, and we lost 3-2 to them. Uh, but we did win a game, and that was our second game of two uh, in back-to-backs as well, which is uh, which is nice against the New York Islanders, a team that are really struggling right now. I mean, they looked toothless against us. Um, and it's a, it's, it signifies a few things. But what we have to say, and I, 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 I've got some cheery uh, sound clip somewhere, but I, I can't reach it where I am. But Philip Grubauer got a shutout against the Islanders, which is fantastic for him. It's fantastic for the team. And obviously, it is the first ever shutout in franchise history, so he gets that accolade as well. Um, but, you know, Grubauer looks solid and in fairness. Uh, Driga, who played in the Boston game, like he looked good as well. It wasn't, it, uh, to be honest, you know, I don't want to just say, you know, same as last week, but that's kind of how I feel about the about the team. Like I, I, I was impressed with both games. Excuse me. And Boston, even though the Boston game was a a loss, you know, it was three two against a team that are what ninth in the league overall. You know, and and we are not ninth in the league overall. I think we might be twenty ninth. Um, so it's yeah. We we said last week about Kraken being at five hundred. You know, and, and I think that's what our expectation for the rest of the season needs to be. If we can play for the rest of this year at five hundred, that's a good place to go into next year when you've got free agency, the draft, and all those kind of good things. Um, but Grubauer looks like a goalie you'd pay six million you know and that's that's and it's and i know some of the kraken fans like want us to be amazing but for me like i kind of feel like this is as good as it's going to get this year you know win a game lose a game but like we, we weren't blown out in the boston game we were in it we lost it but we you know we were in it um so so yeah i, I was pretty chuffed man yeah, and if I mean, you know, this is what we're going on two or three weeks now, at least, where the team's kind of hanging right in there at five hundred. It feels like so, it is, uh, yeah. and that's we've talked about that. Five hundred is over the course of a season. Five hundred is um, kissing a playoff spot. 
Right, you need to like maybe do a little better than that. But if you can hang at 500, you're within striking distance, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and as we know, like it's probably not going to happen this season. But like you said, that's a really good sign rolling into next season. Because I, I, the other thing that happens is it's belief, right? If you could do that consistently, now it's like the team's like, okay, we've got the yeah, stuff we've to do done that. It. Yeah, we yeah, we yeah, can yeah. play at 500. And so now yep. it's just a couple little tweaks to try to, get a little bit above 500 and now you're wild card, you know, now you're third place wild card, depending on, depending on the division. Right. But in the Pacific, um, you know, that's going to get you in that conversation. So, um, it's pretty cool. I, I think it's, and I think this is more, like you said, Grubauer's improved play is a big factor here, but I think this is, this is more the kind of team that I expected Seattle to be. And it's cool to see him playing that way. You know, it's, they're doing it. It's not a fluke now. Like this is, they're earning the, the this record for sure. So it's it's exciting. It's exciting. Um, I like it. Like you said, a lot of Kraken fans, I'm sure, want more, but uh, yes. one step at a time, right? Yeah, and that's you know, and then some of the fan base <clears throat> might dislike this comment, but this is as good as it's going to get, and 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 it's and it's okay. You know, it's it's enjoyable. I I'm enjoying watching the games again, which I wasn't when we were on the nine game losing streak. You know, that was tough. Mm-hmm. Um, you always feel like there's a chance that you can win the game. I, I felt we gave up some soft goals against Boston, you know, on the penalty kill. And, you know, we, if we'd have, I mean, you rightly said, I think it was last week or the week before when we were talking about the road trip from hell, good teams make you make mistakes, but, mm-hmm. um, but it just means that the Kraken were, a, you know, a bounce puck away from winning that game, so or at least tying it. Um, so, as I said, there was a lot to like with that. I thought the defense looked pretty solid as well for both the games. Obviously, more so in the uh, in the shutout, of course. Um, but they, you know, they've been pretty consistent recently. Which again, mm. that's been a it's been quite a an issue for for the Kraken this year. There's a lot of players who have a pretty poor plus minus. Uh, you know, if you're looking at the uh, good old sexy stats, the other thing I wanted to mention was about Kale Fleury. So that is brother of Hayden Fleury, uh, who obviously has played a fair bit in the team. But Kale has been called up from the AHL team, which, from memory, is the Charlotte Checkers, because mm-hmm. uh, we're sharing our AHL team this year with uh, the Florida Panthers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a shame we can't share their NHL players, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he was called up, and it was great to see him play because you know I, I'd said that on a previous episode about how I wanted to see the Kraken play some of these younger players when they have the opportunity to do so because you need to see what you've got in them. And from what I've seen, <clears throat> excuse me, from Kale Florian, it's a it's a small sample size, of course. But I've been pretty impressed with what I've what I've seen. I, I think he's got the potential to be uh, an NHL defenseman. He's not exactly Kale McCarr, but you know, it's it's he's if he ends up being a kind of bottom pairing guy, that's fine. Um, and you know, we're we're doing all of this at the moment. We we do still have some you know some injuries. Alexiak is still out. Uh, Jaden Swartz is still out. So. As I said, there's a lot. There's a lot to like. Absolutely, and and I mean, I know it's for the rest of the season, but Tanev, right? Like you, you, yeah. you gotta wonder. Turbo. You gotta wonder if Tanev had not been injured, mm. how many of these games might have been wins, right? I mean, I'm not, Tanev wasn't going to make the difference between 
maybe playoffs and not playoffs, but the record no. might even be a little above 500, right? I mean, he was kind of a difference yeah. maker, at least the role he was playing on the team. So, so I, you know, I always tend to be a little overly positive, but I, I do think the future is looking <laughs> brighter for Seattle yeah. than it was even a month ago, because now, like we said, the team is showing that they can do it, that they can consistently be around 500 or, and hopefully it's just one, one or two little tweaks and it'll be a, a little above 500. So, um, yeah, but, exactly. yeah, like I said, Grubauer finding his groove has made a difference for sure. Big That's plus. a difference on some of these wins, I think, you know. Big plus. And, and that's how I would, you know, I, I don't think anything that's happening at the moment changes their direction in terms mm-hmm. of the trade deadline. They're yeah. still sellers. Yeah. They still need to get picks. They still need to think next year, not this year. Mm-hmm. But if, you know, come the end of, mm, well, when, when does the season finish? I think it's end of April, beginning of May. But mm-hmm come the end of whenever the regular season finishes if Grubauer has been at nine something something as a save percentage for like from now until the end of the season and you know and you've got Driga somewhere similar to me that's 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 a that's a massive 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 win because if you can start next season with Grubauer in the form that he's in now mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know goalies win you games Vegas fans know that better than anybody else Goalies win you games, they win you cups. So, you know, him being confident and on his, you know, on his game is the best thing that we could have for the rest of this season, regardless to to where we might finish in standings and and all that stuff. It's a crucial foundation. And um, Mm. going back to what I mentioned earlier, I was talking about that George McPhee interview. Um, Mm. It's the first time maybe I've ever heard a, a manager say this, or, or in his case, a president. But, um, but I guess it's true. He said, when you build a roster, you start with goal. <laughs> you you start with your goalie, and then you build up the middle. You know, centers, you yep. know, and defensemen, and then the wings. And so, uh, by that philosophy, yeah, that's that means Seattle will have a fantastic foundation going into next season, right? You've got, you've got, um, right. Two rock solid goalies that you can count on. So, and it's, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think that that would make all the difference, but look at the record. I mean, that's a, it does. It's a drastic change in the record. And, and I don't know that you would be able to say more than me, but I don't know that the performance of the rest of the team has changed all that much. I think it's more that the goaltending has improved just that little bit or or quite a bit, you know, but, um, they are playing better, across the board but you're mm. right the biggest the like the the noticeable change is that they're not being blown out in games mm-hmm. uh, you know it's so yeah. hey long may it continue that's all i would say yeah absolutely it's um it's good good stuff for for the kraken i think it's looking good over there yeah exactly so and for the fan base those games obviously were on the road, so there was some traveling Kraken fans. I did see them in the uh, arenas, which is always nice. Um, but if we can win some games back at the Climate Pledge, then you know, as Gordon was saying in our interview with him, if they can get, if they can keep that place rocking until next season, that'll be uh, that'll be great. I'm kind of curious. You, you, I don't want to put you on the spot. You may not be able to answer this, but I'm kind of curious. <laughs> it's dangerous. Yeah, about their attendance this year like has Mm -hmm. their record affected their like 
affected their attendance at all? Like our games, do you know anything about how the games are selling? I'm looking here, NHL attendance report. Let's check here. I don't think so. Um, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what you find in the numbers now, but from what, from what I've seen in terms of the, the optics around the stadium, it's looked the same throughout. I mean, it's hard to tell sometimes because someone will have a season ticket if they don't sell it and they don't go, it's an empty seat, but it's not right. really an empty seat because someone's paid for it. So someone's therefore, paid do for you it. really care? Yeah. But I, you know, I, I've seen plenty of road games where I've been surprised by the level of attendance of, of and these are good teams. Yeah. You know, yeah. so the Kraken I think have done very well to keep that, but it's it is that first year. You know, you're going to mm. get loads of people within the city or within the surrounding cities. Right, they're going to want to go to the games because it's something new. I mean, we obviously, you know, Gordon made the trip from Scotland um, and you know all the way to or via New York because of his honeymoon, but all the way to to Seattle to the game and you're going to get you're going to get that kind of thing so yeah, i'm not surprised it isn't effect- exactly that's the word yeah. i was looking for more yeah. novelty um but that's why next season you have to be better right yeah according to this according to on espn.com this is the nhl attendance report yeah. um seattle is on is an av- at their home games they're averaging 100.3 percent so um 17,151 average per game um so hey i mean no no owner is going to complain about that that's that's slightly over capacity so that's fantastic yeah so i was just curious about that if if attendance had dropped off but that's pretty good and you you caught me off guard jp you're you're doing stats mate you do realize that don't you it's a weird weird world (laughs) (laughs) it is it is Mix it up a little bit there, but uh, hey, yeah. don't, don't expect me to just be the stats guy. But I may I occasionally say, that's whip my one out, so. so. <laughs> <laughs> You're the juju guy. We know this already. Right, this is exactly. how we got it. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> there, we, yeah, there we go. So as I said, look, productive week. I think a productive week on both sides. Mm. I know the Kraken did uh, the Knights even didn't have many games, and I did the Kraken for that matter. They only had two, but. 500 is good and for uh for vegas if you only got one game you might well as well win it so that probably in fact it does wrap us up for this week um we've got some good stuff coming down the road though we've got a i've got our usual stuff of course every week but in a couple of weeks time um we're recording it on sunday the 20th of february so it's a fortnight from today i believe um we are interviewing a, a guy called gizmo so you may know some of his stuff on youtube we'll put a link and everything into the podcast itself when it goes out um, but we're going to be interviewing him we're going to be talking hockey as well but we're going to be talking hockey games first and foremost um as those of you that know me know that i'm uh, quite an avid gamer as well uh but he's also an anaheim ducks um fan as well so you know there'll be two people that can talk about their race to the playoffs Hmm. in jp and, and him and then i'll just you know wonder what it's like to, to still be in that <laughs> conversation so there you go. yeah and a little a little potential rivalry rivalry brewing there too between um, mm-hmm. knights and ducks this year since the ducks are there you know they've got such a good team this year probably playoff bound so potential playoff so. matchup there depending on how things shake out so yeah and the nhl is just loving trevor's egress because 
Yeah. Every time he, he does some sort of crazy skill, mm-hmm. now they are marketing the hell oh, out of yeah. that. Because they're like, Big kids, time. kids, watch, watch. Sure. <laughs> so it's. Yeah, uh, it's basically goal funny. of the season, right? Like the one that everybody was talking about a month or two ago. The flick over know. the shoulder. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's insane. So looks like Seattle are playing Arizona next. So um, possible. That's a, a game that the Kraken should be able to handle, I would think. At home, by the looks of it, right? <laughs> yeah, thanks, JP. We're going to lose that now. So uh, oh, I didn't want to jinx it. But you're also playing Anaheim. Oh, okay. On, nice. uh, on Friday, it looks like. So that's nice. your two you games. Can, you can tell I've started a new job because if someone said to me, what, what, what are the Seattle games next week? I'd have gone, I have no idea. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Playing trying, games. <laughs> I'm trying to jump so, in and, and give yeah. you stat support, stat and schedule thanks, support man. here. So thanks. <laughs> I'll, I'll be back to normal once I get yeah. used to actually working for a living again. It's the first week. <laughs> be... it's the first week. You'll settle in. Um, so, look, uh, we always say it, but it's because we care. Uh, we thank every one of you for listening to this episode and the others. Um, hopefully, you've got used to it being on a Tuesday and you weren't freaked out when you looked at your iPhone and you thought, where the hell are these guys on a Monday? <laughs> and then you remembered it's because we said it was going to be Tuesday. So, Uh, Until next Tuesday, stay safe, stay well, and we'll see you in a week. Bye-bye.